Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, hey, hey. Good evening. Um, hold on one second. Hey, Trish. Hey, you guys. How are you? What's going on, lady? You having a good day? We had a terrible hailstorm here um, last night, or was it the night before? I can't even remember. It's been raining in awful weather in Houston for three days now. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, the weather has just been pretty up and down. I guess it's that time of year when we're getting out of winter, going into spring, so everything is just topsy-turvy. Yeah, dress in layers and prepare for anything. Exactly. It's supposed to be in the mid-70s here coming up this week. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's perfect. I know, right? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Zita, welcome in the chat on the YouTube side. How are you? Okay, let me do the formal interjection and we on jump into this. This was, I would say, it was crazy on both sides. <laughs> what I see you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, Delmonica, welcome. Okay, so welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap where uh, Keisha should be coming in, but right now it's myself and Trish as we recap both The Young and the Restless. And the bold and the beautiful. And this is for the week of April 3rd through April 7th. And normally what we do is we do the young and the restless first. We do the bold and the beautiful second. And then we have two other segments, flip the script. And also who's taking a seat this week. Hey, Ron. Hey, Brooklyn. Hi, Melinda Pierce. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. We got a lot to talk about. To say the least. Who is that? Hey, Keish. It's me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Oh, pretty darn good. Good. We, we're we just about to get started. Um, <laughs> Simone says she knows who she wants to take a seat already. Liam. <laughs> <laughs> People have been planning that since Monday. I guess they've been playing it at all week for Mr. Liam, boy. Liam, Liam, Liam. Oh, my goodness. All <laughs> right. So let's go ahead and start the summary for The Young and the Restless. Hold on one second. Let me get my summary together. Um, okay. Young and the Restless. There we go. All right, so for the Young and the Restless for the week of April 3rd through April 7th, 
Summer and Daniel are devastated to learn Phyllis died after the ambulance crashed and caused an explosion. Reeling from the news of Phyllis's death, Daniel has to be held back when Stark tells him to blame himself and Chance considers foul play. Phyllis appears alive in a hotel room as grieving Summer tears, I mean tears into Diane and Lily comforts Daniel as he beats himself up. Stark and Phyllis pay off the EMT and Phyllis' last voicemail makes Michael laugh, thinking it sounds like she planned this. And then Victor discovers Victoria went behind his back. Chance asks Sharon on a date and Abby decides to move in with Devon. So, where do you want to start? Let's just get started with Phyllis. We get started with Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what's your th- where you want to start with Phyllis, girl? Um, what was the first thing we saw this week with her? Was it when Stark went to the hotel? Well, what happened the beginning of the week was when this whole thing with her passing out. So remember, she passed out. I thought that was last week, that- right? I'm leading into Monday. And then Monday is when they found out that the explosion happened. Okay. So what you got? I'm just trying to understand what Phyllis's end game is with this. Like, maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but Uh -uh. she's just planning on just completely disappearing and never coming back. The way Stark was talking, right? She didn't even think it through. She didn't think it through. She was totally blinded by insane rage. Yeah, so... I mean, would you call it insane rage if they're orchestrating this? It's one thing, like, if it's in the heat of the moment and you mm-hmm. just... But what is... I mean, they've been planning this for the last few weeks. Yeah. Rage can be continuous, I think. <laughs> and it was so... like. <laughs> She's on high. <laughs> Just hearing her ask Stark, like, how did how did my kids react? What was their reaction when this happened? I noticed that Daniel seemed concerned when I started getting dizzy and um, when I was getting ready to pass out, he seemed concerned. And I'm like, you're doing all this just to get a reaction and sympathy from your kids or to see if your kids care about you? That's truly narcissistic. That's what I was just Absolutely. It is. It is. It, 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 it's it's just ridiculous. And the only way that I can think of her coming back from this is she reappears and she fakes amnesia. Like she has no idea what happened. She was yeah. somehow, you know, thrown from the ambulance and her body was never found or, well, no, she can't even do that because they planted two bodies in there. Right. Yeah, they did. There's two corpses. So I, I just, I just don't, this whole situation just has me very, I'm just like, what is, what's going to happen now? <laughs> like, what is going to happen from here? Your, her kids are going to be furious with her mm-hmm. when this comes out. Her kids are going to be furious. Nick is going to be furious for hurting his daughter. Daniel is going to be, you know what I mean? Like, you have just done something that is going to make your kids even more pissed off at you. 
I don't know how you come back from this. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually struggled early this week with this storyline. I really did, and um, I know I kind of talked a little bit about it on my recap on Monday, because one of the most devastating things that you could ever do is to tell your kids that they lost a parent, and I had to do that. And mm-hmm. as much as I know this is a soap. But it did trigger me a little bit this week mm-hmm. to be able to see this girl using this as a plan just because Jack don't want to be with her and he wants to be with Diane. You traumatized your kids right? just to get a rise out of them, to set Diane up to go to jail. And you didn't even think it through, but your kids are struggling. Uh-huh. Yeah. And all that, all that mess that she talked to Diane about how um how Kyle struggled when he thought she died. Exactly. But you're gonna turn around and do this to your own kids. And yeah. I can I can hear it now when she does come back. I can hear her saying, Well, everybody forgave Diane. Everybody just welcomed her back with open arms. I can't get the same treatment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You know, I, I guess that that's the, I just don't like the storyline. And so I kind of went and looked at some of the what other folks were saying, like on Facebook and other places and social media. And they was like this. Is, they, they just can't understand why they had to go this route with such a star, a star actress. Now, do I do I think, you know, of course, Michelle Stafford did an excellent job acting it out. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to give her props for that. She acted out. But the writing of the actual storyline is just, it's just stupid to me. It's stupid. And to do something so hurtful to your own kids, because you're obsessed with trying to take down another woman. I mean, I I just. And there's not even a guarantee that this is going to stick to Diane. Exactly. No, absolutely not. And what happened to, uh, you know, living your best life is the best revenge. Right. That's what I think that was what I said in one of my recaps last week. Or, or the best revenge is success. Mm-hmm. If anything, in my opinion, this looks more suspicious towards Stark because they suddenly got married. Like nobody ever saw them um, or knew that, of course, they weren't in a relationship, but it wasn't like known that they were in a relationship with each other but you you guys pop up married and now my my mom is dead i'm gonna be looking right. at you more than i'm gonna be looking at anybody else i don't right. care how much her and diane hated each other the fact that you're getting ready to inherit money from my mother would that would set some alarms off for me so yeah wasn't it yesterday's episode where uh phyllis said you got half of my estate mm-hmm I'm like, are you serious? Is it that serious? You you threw away your you sold your company. I mean, sold your hotel. You got fired from your daughter's company, and then you turn around and give away half of your estate for what, Diane? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it it was it was just ridiculous. I didn't even, I, I you know, like I said Monday, I was I actually cried through the whole thing because it took me right back to the point where I actually had to tell my kids that their dad had passed. Mm-hmm. And I remember the devastation that they had on their faces because it was so sudden. Yeah. 
And for her to use this, and like I and I said, you know, hey, I understand it's a soap and whatnot, but it's very yeah. triggering to use that as a way for manipulation. I just, yeah, it's harsh. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. But um, look like next week though, she she's going to run into a brick wall. I mean, she's going to realize that this plan is probably not going to be in her best interest because there's no coming back from this. Right. Mm-mm. You you pretty much put yourself in a corner. And your kids, I mean, she's going to show up and she, her, they, they had a side-by-side picture on Facebook of her dressed up in uh, big dark glasses and a oh, wig no. and they compared her to Sheila Carter when she was dressed up. <laughs> Yeah, she's going to attend her own funeral just to watch everybody reaction oh, to no. her so-called death. That's wow. ridiculous. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's like, what were you thinking when you wrote this? Yeah. Uh, escaping out of the already awful storyline. I don't know. You know, now there has been some rumors going on about a possible spoiler alert where she can get herself out of this by saying Jeremy kidnapped her. Yeah, I mean, I thought of that too, and I honestly wish they would have taken the story in that particular direction so that that was a reality and it wouldn't be a, another big lie. Mm-hmm. Same. Same, you know, and they were saying that she would work out something with Diane that, you know, it makes them both come out. It cleans up, that, that particular storyline cleans up the both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because it helps her out, meaning Diane helps out Phyllis. And then at the same time, Phyllis make it look like Jeremy cooked all this up and he drugged me and I was kidnapped. I didn't know what happened to me and I've been out of my mind. It was all him. Yeah. But I mean, that could be the only way that she can get out of this corner. Now, let me ask you guys this question, because this is a lot of people are saying that that what Diane did and what Phyllis did is the exact same. Do you agree with that? I mean, you can go ahead, Trish. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, the actions are the same, but the the reasoning behind Diane's was um no, I can't even. They're the same. <laughs> I know y'all know I'm trying so hard, but I I can't even. I can't. I just can't. You know, honestly, I think it's different, but I want to see what you guys have to say. I'll break it down when you go ahead, um, Keisha. Um, I I do think they're similar. I, I think Diane's reason behind hers is. Both of their reasons were selfish. Yes. Um, because Diane was only thinking about herself. She wasn't thinking about her children. Um, Phyllis's reason is selfish because she's thinking about herself and she wants to, I feel like she kind of wants to punish her children mm-hmm. and punish the people who care about her because she's felt <clears throat> she's felt so slighted. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. So I feel like she's doing this to punish other people. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess 
I guess they are the same. So I guess my thing is they, I mean, she actually got bashed in the head. She was lured to the park for whatever reason to talk. I forgot what they was disclosed to discuss. Mm-hmm. She got there. She got bashed on the head, knocked yeah, out. Bashed on the head because she was trying to drown and strangle. Um, was it Nikki? Yeah, but I think that they, because somebody asked her to come out there to meet them in the park. And so she got bashed in the head. Deacon, obviously, we find out 10 years later that Deacon snuck her body out of there, right? Mm-hmm. And then she just stayed gone for those 10 years. Whereas with this Phyllis situation, you purposely plan to set this in motion for the framing of it all. Those other folks got involved with the whole, I'm a suspect because they were all hanging around the park that night. So, and I know that they were purposely trying to, um, you know, get a hold to Diane or, you know, they knew she was coming out there, but they positioned themselves in proximity to become suspects. Whereas with, um, you know, with this whole Phyllis situation, you actually orchestrated a plan to pretty much torture everybody involved only to stick it to Diane. Does that make sense? I thought those, didn't those people go to the park because they, I thought they got text messages or something like that to come to the park. I can't, I don't really remember how that whole thing went down. But I thought they were lured to the park by text messages or something like that. Do you remember that, Trish? I don't. I thought it was. I thought it was some setup from the beginning of sending herself there. That's what I, I thought. Let me see if anybody in the comment section. What was the circumstances, you guys, in the comment section on the YouTube side on that whole back ten years ago? with everybody being in the park that night and Diane getting bashed. And I'll wait and see what they come up with. Okay, so, honey, uh, Bree said that she hates this Phyllis storyline. She felt horrible for Summer. I was in Summer's position here and my mom passed away. Next Thursday makes two years. The writers refuse to see how ridiculous this storyline is. It is. Mm-hmm. Ron said exactly. Josh Griffin needs to get it together for this ridiculous storyline anyway. Um, Amaya says she has to turn on Stark. Diane didn't try to punish Kyle like Phyllis is doing to her kids. Um, If they forgave Diane, they can forgive Phyllis. In a lot of ways, Phyllis is the worst. Diane left Kyle when he was young and she left to get away from everything. Phyllis is deliberately doing this for revenge and spite to punish Diane and her kids. What do y'all think about that comment? I feel like either way, it doesn't matter to me if Mm -hmm. um, Diane was doing it to get away from the people that hated her Mm -hmm. or not. She She had a child there, a young child at that, who needs her their mom at that age and she made the conscious decision to leave because she didn't want to face the music of all the people in Genoa City that she pissed off Mm -hmm. so 
it, in my opinion, it doesn't matter that Phyllis purposely was trying to punish her kids and Diane wasn't really trying to punish Kyle. She was just trying to save herself from all of the heat that she was getting ready, that she was getting ready to take on from all the crap that she did. Both so, are narcissistic, selfish, self-absorbed, um, center focused. Um, they think they're the sun and everything revolves around them. It's really disgusting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jenna says y'all are all wrong about this. Go ahead. What do you got to say, Jenna? In the comment section, uh, V Raglan and LaShanta says that Diane texts each one. All the suspects were lured to the park by Diane. I thought it was alluring. That's what I thought too. Okay. And I'm never wrong, but I'm pumped. You silly. But um, yeah, now fast forward to 2023. She's going to have to figure out a way to get herself out of this situation. Yeah, yeah and the spoilers are saying it's not going to be good. No. Not what, at all. what are the spoilers saying? Go ahead, Trish. I mean, ju- the only, I only just, I'm not going to read into the actual spoiler because I typically just like the headline of the spoiler, but it just says that it's mm-hmm. going to backfire big time. Oh, okay. Well, we all could have predicted we that. We could have predicted before. that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she emotionally manipulated everybody. And I mean, she, a lot of people say, well, you know, she's doing exactly what she's criticizing Diane of doing. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, she's only doing it because she wants to, I guess, probably try to prove that um, certain people are being hypocrites about Diane. And it's like, that's not the way to do it. That is not. <laughs> no. Like, that, I don't know what handbook you read that in, but that's yeah. not the one to go by. <laughs> you cannot control how other people react to situations. If uh-huh. Michael and Lauren and Jack and Kyle and whoever else wanted to forgive Diane for what she did, so be it. That's on them. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to do that if they want to. And you can't, you can't be mad at them. Mm-hmm. For making, I mean, you can, but I mean, how does it affect your life? Exactly. Yeah. Let it. She has let it affect her negatively to where she's lost and fractured so many of her relationships because she can't control her anger. She's lost her mind. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, because I guess somebody could be that obsessed over destroying somebody but you end up destroying your own life yep Uh, yep and i mean you can hurt a lot of other people along the way which is what she's done but you're you're hurting them but you are destroying yourself Mm -hmm. yeah that's i just I, i don't know what he was thinking about and i and i guess this is where it comes to when he fired all those writers and then probably started doing everything himself Back in February, because I know they like seven weeks ahead, which if this came out the end of March going into the first week of April, that would have put him doing this whole thing back in late February. So, yeah. Yeah. Not, I, not a fan. No. And this was supposed yeah. to be surrounding the 50th anniversary of the show. Mm-hmm. They could have did something else. Yeah, this was a lame way to do it. 
It was, I mean, I got to tell you, I was enthralled through the whole thing. And there were some things that happened that I was like, oh, I'm so glad that did happen with that little tiny piece of it. But the overarching story of Phyllis and where she's gone to mm-hmm. is just absolutely, um, it, it just kind of just pisses me off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, really? Like, do you think we're all stupid? I mean, we're watching right. the show for, you know, some people two years, some people five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 40, over 40 years, 50 years. And you pull this. Right. Especially because Consulting. there were, there's so many other avenues they could have taken with the Phyllis mm-hmm. Diane storyline without, without it being ridiculous and like hard to come back from. Exactly. And she played it absolutely to the hilt. No matter what they give these actors, they play these parts to the hilt. And I got to hand it to them because sometimes, could you imagine looking at the script and thinking in the back of your head, but still having to be professional and you're just thinking, what? WTF. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's what happened with Matt Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, really? Like a couple, I want to say this was like a couple of years ago. Um, he did an interview or something uh, talking about how annoyed he was with the way that they are writing his, the way that they have been writing his character that like the dark side and how they keep. Oh yeah. I think back down. Remember that talking about? Yes. Yep. He, he, would, yeah, he like, was annoyed he, with that. Yeah. He didn't like the fact that they was writing Thomas being so obsessed. Yeah. With hope. Yeah, I remember that. And he spoke out about it. And I don't blame him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I mean, honestly, you know, I guess Phyllis, I mean, she's been spiraling since last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she had the relationship with Nick and Jack and they had that triangle for a while. But then when- still, you know how ticked off I was about that. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, and even Keisha, she was ticked off. So <laughs> <laughs> annoyed. It's like the perfect couple, so hot, so fun, made each yeah. other funny, you know, entertaining to watch. Yep. Yeah, and they had to go and do that nonsense with Jack inserting himself only to become friends and then to get up on the Diane. Idiot, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it, it, I just think they could have did something better with her talent. Same. And without just pretty much destroying her entire life to so much so that now everybody thinks that she's dead yep right you know so i don't know that i just this was just not it for me this week that storyline now there are a couple of others that i was interested in yeah the fallout was interesting that's for sure what'd you say some of the fallout was interesting yeah it got people to think um now that whole thing with um Victoria backing out of that deal with Tucker. Mm-hmm. Victor was pissed. He was like, How you gonna go behind my back? She was like, I'm the CEO though. He's like, Well, don't forget how you got it. Right. <laughs> she's so hypocritical saying, Oh, you're just gonna give him a company? And he's like, This is the company I gave you. What are you talking about? Right. Exactly. How you sound? <clears throat> I mean, seriously, you didn't buy this company. You didn't build it. You worked there. Right. But, but he gave you the CEO position. And then you talking about why do Adam get to get somebody to give him a job or a company? 
Like, girl, if you don't go somewhere and sit down. Mm-hmm. I, know. <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, honestly, with the whole take a seat thing, you may as well just have the bench that's got the Newman plaque on it. It's just always going to be full. Uh, and I don't blame Adam for getting up, walking away. Because Adam was like, shoot, you the founder, you the owner, overrider. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I trust her judgment. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. I don't blame him whatsoever. Yeah. I was well, glad he got to see Sally and that Sally pumped him up with his own, you know, like she always does. Yeah, I honestly, they need to bring those two back together. I feel it. It'll happen. Yep. Yep. Because they're slowly having these little private conversations without Nicholas hovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. <laughs> every day. Here I am. Let's get on my nerves. I know. <laughs> Dude, stop showing up. And I love Nick, y'all, but man, stop showing Wait up. Wait a minute. Jenna said, I can't type all that I want to say about this, but what they did to Phyllis to trash her to bring Diane back from Dracula's grave is horrible. It is horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We don't like it either. She said, stand it. Wait a minute. She said, Dracula's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Raised from the dead. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Jenna's always talking crazy. She's funny. funny, absolutely hilarious. Um, you know what I'm hoping though, with um Devon deciding to, I guess, stay at Chancellor Winners, and then you know, Victoria not going for the company, this allow Adam to just go buy it scot-free. Yeah, I'm still I'm still deep down hoping that Devon still tries to buy it though. It doesn't seem like they're going that way with it, but yeah. I know that now that's that's a to me that's a a um a lost opportunity. Yeah, I don't yeah. I hate that the writers aren't aren't going down that path or does they don't seem to be going down that path. Like that was that would have been a great twist. Well you yeah. know. Because it would have been, you know, Devon and Lily. So, okay, so it would have been Jill, Devon, and Lily. Then it would have been Devon and and um, Tucker. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Tucker and Ashley. And then the yep. Abbott family. I mean, the intertwinings of that could have been so good. And, of course, with Abby being the co-parent of Dom with Devon, the, I mean, she's a Newman. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. Yeah, they did. If, if he's going to just go back to Chancellor Winters, why did you take us through this whole anguish? What's the I know. Right. You know, with brother fighting sister and they're going to court. Jill pays off Victor to get out, you know, so Devon can get out of the way all for him to just go back to Chancellor Winters. Really? Bye, yeah. yeah, there yeah. was literally nothing that came from this Mm-mm. no they're just right back where they started when they decided to start working together <laughs> exactly i could see if they want to repair their brother sister relationship you know what i'm saying but you know yeah. for him to say yo let's just play, let's just sing kumbaya and we're gonna go back to work y'all still yeah. got issues and i and and that's why i liked i gotta say i have to side with lily this week on this question are you sure you're doing this or are you just feeling some kind of way because of what just happened? Yep. 
Because what happens when the dust settle, y'all back at work, and then y'all don't agree on something? I feel like they're they're going to go the direction of just basically sweeping all this um, animosity they've had towards each other, and like the way that they were working together before, where it seemed like Devon was always pushing back against an idea. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of that is just going to be swept under the rug and they're going to start a new slate there because I I just don't see like what would have been, like you said, what would have been the point of taking us through all this, putting them back together and then taking them back down the path of Devon never agrees with anything Lily wants to do. Devon is combative when it comes to making decisions and controlling. So well, I, I have a feeling that, they're just going to act like none of that stuff even happened in the past. Well, I agree, Keisha. And the and the other thing is, is even taking it to, you know, the whole next step would be, you know, y'all know as well as I do that your feelings don't just stop. And there's a whole book written by some mental health expert called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And it's so true. And they're burying their feelings to just sweep it under the rug. And y'all know the first sign of trouble, they're going to start throwing mud. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I, I just, like Jenna just said, y'all it just admitted, y'all, the writing is horrible for every storyline. It's the writing I'm still trying to make sense out of this show. Every storyline is ridiculous. Yeah, we agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, then coulda, coulda. this whole, go ahead. I'm sorry, Trish. Oh, I just said coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what's, and then that's a good question. What's, what is Ashley going to do with Tucker? Are they just going to keep playing tiddlywinks with each other? Are they going to get together? What are we doing here? You know, in my opinion, they need to have some kind of a travel shoot with Ashley and Tucker and take us on like a really rich person holiday (laughs) (laughs) and go on remote and shoots (laughs) and give us some good scenery for a few days. Wow. Um, Bree said the writers have written most of the character storylines into a corner. That's true. Mm -hmm. LaShanta says, I don't like Lily Judge and Devon. If he want to move on, stay in your lane. She said, what about Amanda? What about her? (laughs) 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 Um, That's what she said. What about her? Um, Uh, Alina says, Nate is Y&R Carter. Everyone wants to sleep with him. (laughs) You know, that's hilarious. I think I think Nate Nate might have a little bit better because at least people want to stay in relationships with him. I I was gonna say it, but I wasn't sure if I should. But yeah, it's kind of like who's got staying power, you know? Right. Because y'all know Carter's about to lose Katie. Yep. Carter's about. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get there. Oh yeah. We yeah, we'll get there later. <laughs> We're on the runway, man. We're at the airport. We're ready to take off. But I got to say, what happened at society in that whole conversation with Elena and Nate, that man was trying to take you home. Okay. And she like, oh, I just need to see what's going on with Phyllis. Oh, I need to look up JT. You know, and I'm like, girl, Mm. are you making it easy for Victoria? Yep. She's getting ready to. She's getting ready to make it easy. 
this man was like, I want to spend some time with you. Can we go back to the house? Can we do this? And she just blew him off at the table. Well, and, and she had even been flirting with him, you know, this in the same way. Like, you know, oh, I want to, too. And then all of a sudden it was like, eh, no, not going to Exactly. It. Now, the spoilers are out for next week. And I got to say this, and it's a spoiler alert. Nate's going to have Victoria on her desk. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the photos are out. I saw it. I screen. I, I I kept a copy. I'm like, oh, I got to put that in my my video this weekend. But yeah, oh, they can't. They, I guess they could stay away from each other. Oh, well, he's got. And be- here's the crazy thing: Audra hears everything. Oh, okay. I mean, if you start to hear it and you know what it is. You can define it and you can keep going. You don't need to keep listening. Yeah, I mean, maybe you, know, you do. I, maybe that's... <laughs> you know, well, I the thing every is, time. she's going to use that against them. So that's why she's sticking around. You know, that girl got agendas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see it because Elena, she's she trying to bring that JT dude back to town. It's like, why? I mean, it seems to me like Audra has like a chaos org chart, you know, (laughs) we're going to try this, blow this up. And if this doesn't work, then we're going to go here and we're going to try this. And then if this doesn't work, we're going to try this, but there's going to be a Tasmanian devil in my wake everywhere I go. Oh, girl. (laughs) Nate is just, I don't know, Victoria and Nate. I don't know. Are they growing on the two of you? There's there's a little chemistry there, a little little hotness there to, you know, do the whole forbidden dance on the desk, whatever. But at the same time, for me, it's a no overall, because we know the history of this. And every time this, I mean, y'all know, you've said it before, how it starts is usually how it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. That is true. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Jay Money says, I hope to God something else happens and Devon buys McCall. I noticed Jill said that she was the majority owner of Chancellor Winners. I thought they were 50 50. Maybe he find out about that because she got that leverage. Does, does Lily know about that? I think so. I thought everybody knew that she had majority interest. Yeah, nothing's ever going to be 50 50, I don't think. I'm assuming that's why she was allowed to just basically tell Devon, this is what I'm doing. Right. As far as the IPO is concerned. Yeah. Hmm. I thought she just wanted, she said, we're going to take the IPO off the table. Yes. Now she is. I'm, I'm talking about before. Oh, okay. When uh, Devon first changed his mind about the IPO and Jill was basically like, uh, no, we're doing this. Mm. Well, we got some folks that's in the chat that said that they actually uh, like Nate and Victoria. I mean, I don't hate it. There's some chemistry there. I just I just don't like the fact that this woman who has all this power and all this money. And her character does this. I mean, what there's just obvious insecurities. And um, I don't know. I just it just irks me that 
that she's doing this. Yeah, well, again, another writing of ridic- a ridiculous story. I mean, I guess I- I'll be open to seeing it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just disappointed with Young and the Restless this week. You know? Um, like, I, it's just so many lost opportunities. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about the whole Phyllis thing and what they really could have did with them and the 50th year and you know, this whole McCall Unlimited um, company where Devon should have got it for his for Dominic's legacy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, mm-mm, mm-mm. nope. So what else happened this week? Because this week was majority about Phyllis. I loved when Summer ripped into Diane. Oh, go ahead and talk on it because that's right up your alley. Rip oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I just thought it was fabulous because, of course, later she's going to have to eat crow. And still, Diane deserved every word she said, whether it's true or not. She's got way too much. All of it. <laughs> All, of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Because Phyllis was right. Look at where she started. Look at where she is. She kept, it was lie in the first months that she was here. It was like, uh, the next week it was another lie. The next week it was another lie. Oh, there's no more lies. Then there's another lie. Everything Phyllis said was going to happen, happened. That does not justify what Phyllis has done. And Phyllis was right. And I'm just glad that Summer laid into Diane. I thought it was great. Yeah, well, she blamed Diane for her death. Well, she did witness her saying uh, when she was strangling her, she did hear her say she should do everybody a favor and just kill her. So, you know, she Mm -hmm. has a reason to to think what she's thinking, even though, of course, she's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks that this is, I mean, it was sad. What'd you say? It's just awful. It's just awful. The whole thing, I just, I don't like none of it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but anyway, Jack acting distraught is a joke. That's what LaShawn to say. Ron <laughs> said, wait until Nikki and Victor find out what's going on with Nate and Victoria getting involved with each other. He probably going to do the same thing when he found out that Abby and Devon was, <laughs> was involved. He just walked out the door. Mm-hmm. He going to mind his business. He going to mind his business. <laughs> Clear his throat, leave the room. <laughs> that's was... never had issues with Devon or Nate. Like he's he's always liked them. Of course, Devon because that's that's um Neil's son. Mm-hmm. And then Nate has done he did him a favor in the past. All kinds of favors. But that's gotta be so awkward. You come and you know what you just got through doing, and you come downstairs with your man's shirt on. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure that That was was crazy. That scene was hilarious. But I just don't see Victor. You know, Victor always has an opinion about the people that his kids date. Um, Right. Most of the time, negative. And I don't see him having a negative opinion about Devon or or Nate because I think he respects both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be interesting. He probably ain't going to say anything because I mean, Nate dated Abby before, and he. One thing about Victor, Victor look at his kids' boyfriends and husbands as opportunities. 
Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. How can I use? Oh, you part of the family now? Okay, then I'm gonna need you to do this for me. Yep, he did it with uh, Chance. Yep. Even with JT before JT, you know, tried to kill him. Yeah. Right. He did it with all of them. He tried mm-hmm. to. That was his reason for bringing Ashlyn Lock in so close, and then turn until it turned around and bite him in the butt. Yep. You know, and then the same thing when Nate was married to Abby. That whole thing that almost cost Nate his license. Yeah. You know, so he look. He don't. He like, yeah, bring them on in because I'm gonna use each and every one of them, just like I use my kids. <laughs> Which is why Adam needs to just do. But I gotta say, that point that was that, and I think that was uh, Sally that made that point that, or was it Sharon, about the fact that if he get the company, he he don't have to deal with Victoria or Victor. Yeah, I mean, do something on your own. I think we probably all thought that for a long time now. Uh, yeah, I know I have. <clears throat> I've been saying that for the last couple of years, right, Keisha? <laughs> Did you hear me, Keisha? For sure. Yeah. I kind of yeah, cut out yeah. a little bit. I, I think, you, would you say I've been saying that for a long time? Yeah, I th- I've been saying that for the last several years since we've been on this podcast. Yeah. You still there? Yeah. Oh, I'm still okay. here. Yeah, so... Right. Yeah, it's. I'm hoping that that's the case. If Devon truly, truly don't want it, then let Adam buy it outright. But Tucker already said he was not ever going to let Adam have anything to do with it. It'd have to be a secret buy. Yeah. You guys hear me? There you are. Okay. I can't I, okay. I don't know what happened on that side. That you guys are fine on the YouTube side. I think it was on the um on my uh podcast side. So okay, good. Because I thought I lost you guys. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it did kind of just sit there for a minute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lashanta said Tucker said over his dead body he was gonna sell. Adam, that company. So, yeah, well, he's not into Adam. What'd you say? He's not into Adam. Yeah. So then, what does that mean for Tucker? Does Tucker keep but no? Because Ashley has bought the debt. So, I guess it, it's up. It's going to be up to Ashley what to do with it then. Well, wasn't there spoilers that Ashley's given Jack some kind of ultimatum? I mean, does it have something to do with the business with her owning the patents? I mean, I don't know. I just think it got something to do with Diane. With Diane, <laughs> living arrangements. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because that house is going to be in turmoil next week with all. <laughs> um, yeah, because of everything, Diane is still living in that house, and of yeah. course. Um, summer is all over the place and they said that Kyle's going to have difficulty connecting with summer next week. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a mess in that Abbott house. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Jay money said maybe Adam can buy it through another person or a dummy company then reveal that he was the buyer. That would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be interested in that. 
So, all right, what do y'all think about um, Abby moving in with Devon and Chance's response? I didn't under didn't Chance say something about or ask her something like, "How come you don't want to stay at the Chancellor Mansion or something like that?" Mm-hmm. And I and he he has mentioned that before when they first broke up, and Abby said that she would move out. And he was like, he basically said, just stay there. That's the only home Dominic knows or something like that. Um, he doesn't need to be moved around. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't imagine a world where I would want to live in the same house as my ex-husband. Nope. Yeah, that because that's got to be tough. I mean, y'all already broken up over a cheating affair and y'all divorced now yeah. and y'all gonna stay under the same roof right so just I don't know it's it's just odd to me that he has suggested a couple of times for her that she can just stay at the Chancellor Mansion it just doesn't make sense yeah. I didn't think he was living there I thought that it was just for her to stay there so that Dominic didn't have to be uprooted and he would go stay somewhere else. Which he did, which is why Abby said you should move back into the Chancellor Mansion. It's your legacy or something, she said. or Yeah. And, and he was like, I don't care about no house. And he doesn't want to go live with his mother. <laughs> well, that's the other his, thing. His is, grandmother, I mean. Even if, even if Chance isn't there, like, that's still his family's mansion it's right yeah i'm not yeah i'm not staying on my my ex's family's property so they can get mad at me one day and just tell me to get out you know what i mean right exactly exactly you know and he was like you know what just go for it just go on over there you know you want to move in with devon anyway she was over there all the time anyway exactly his last comment was very um foreboding when he said he was he'll do whatever he thinks is best for Dominic and that kind of made me wonder well if they're going to be living under the same roof is he going to want to do something different with the custody arrangement because they'll be together 24 7 and if they have a third a third and a third that would mean that Abby and Devon get two thirds and he only gets one third of the yeah. time yeah that would that make a very fun. interesting storyline because what if you know chance to make a decision about dominic and like you said they have two-thirds they overrule him and now we got a whole another issue that's possible somebody mm -hmm. said that abby owns her own house that brad left her uh, I, I know she owned it for a long time. I don't remember if she sold it or not. Does she still own it? Um, that's what they say in the comment section. <clears throat> cool. She, you know, but of course we haven't seen Abby live in her own house for a while. It has been a long time. So I don't even remember what it looked like. That's what I was getting ready to say. I don't even remember what her house was. <laughs> oh, I do. I remember in the living room, it had a one step down and there was like a railing going across in front of where all the windows were and it was um it was really uh like that cottage chic rich look it was cool i don't know girl i don't even remember that it was cassandra rollins house and then brad and cassandra got together and then cassandra did she die 
and then Brad got her house, and then uh, Brad left it to Abby. I remember was with Paul at one time, but that was originally her house. She was some rich debutante who either, I don't know, family money or whatever. Uh, getting to the roots, welcome. Um, saying mm -hmm. that Sharon has been staying on her ex's family property forever. She refused to move. I thought yeah, that, that has always that. annoyed me. That has always annoyed me. Like, why are you still staying there? I thought yeah, he gave her the gave her the deed. I thought it was her house in the divorce. I, just, I, I think he did, but it's awkward I, to me. Yeah, it just and I get that she's you know close with Nick, um, but she hasn't always had a good relationship with Nikki. Mm -mm. Like they just recently in the last maybe I don't know five years or so have had like a cordial relationship but they did not like each other at one point mm -hmm. since so i just can't imagine staying on the property mm -hmm. of my ex-husband's family right and having to deal with that like that's just odd to me yep yeah i mean her it's not like they got she got little kids with nick anymore right Mm -mm. You know, Faith is off in college. Noah is somewhere. We ain't seen him in a while. You know what I'm saying? So she's just living there on the ranch by herself. Right, exactly. <laughs> you you know, know, what would make sense is if they would have moved her into that apartment over her coffee house. Yeah, that now that makes sense because most times when you own, you know, a restaurant or something and it's attached to uh, a unit or maybe even part of a house, the owner of the restaurant usually live in that next unit that's attached mm -hmm. to the, you know, attached to the business. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, I mean, to each his own, she rented out, she getting residual income on that. Part. You know, so. I uh, want them to uh, renovate her house too. Say it again. They need to renovate Sharon's house. She needs a new, a new look. Yeah, they re they renovated the ranch. They they need to renovate. Uh, the, what is her house called? It's not the tack house because that's another property on there. The cottage. The cottage. Okay. I don't know. You know what was even more weird was each time that she got married, that man oh, no. moved into that house. Right. <laughs> oh, so bizarre. I'm like no, no, no. I'm like I'm no. not living with your ex in law's property. Mm -mm. And then, and then it, it was like, Dylan that time. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. Chance looked like he's going to, because he remember he asked her out on a date. Yeah. So they were probably going to explore that romance and then he'll end up over there. No, they should end up at the Chancellor Mansion and Mariah and Tessa and the baby should move into the cottage and renovate it. Where is Tessa and Mariah living? They, I don't know. Because they that, were living in the apartment upstairs for a while, right? Yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. I can't did, remember. Did they move into the tack house? I have no idea. I don't know. Where did they? Hey, you guys in the chat. Um, where, uh, where did Mariah and Tessa move to? They weren't staying with Sharon, were they? I don't, I don't think so. Think so. Uh, Tariah lives in the tack house. That's what they're saying. They're in the tack house. So the tack house was that. Well, wait a minute. Adam stays on that property too. Uh, does he? Yeah, he does because he was staying there with Connor. He has custody and was allowing Chelsea to 
allowing Connor to visit back and forth. And so he was staying. So where's uh, Adam staying on that property? In the barn. In the barn. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> oh, girl, you are hilarious. Yeah, I don't know, girl, how many different properties they have on there. Because, uh, I mean, we haven't seen Nick House. We've seen him more at the um, the hotel. The right. hotel with Sally than at his own apartment. It's like, dang, who's watching Christian? Right. Yeah. We haven't seen Lily's apartment anymore either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Lily's place. Well, I guess it was her and Billy's place because they got it together. So I wonder who moved out of what. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, where's... If, I, I would think Lily is still living there. So where's Billy staying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, they got these people all over the place. Jack yeah. and each other. Like, why, why is Jack, Summer, Kyle, Diane, and Tracy all in the Abbott Mansion together? And Ashley. And Ashley. Like, well, I, I mean... It's a mansion. It's probably humongous, but... I don't know. It's just that's ridiculous. a lot of people. I would I if anybody was to move, I would expect Kyle and Summer to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be there if I were them. Yeah, I mean, why would I want to be a I mean, yes, yeah, a big house, it's a pool. But they're staying in the pool house, right? No, they're upstairs. Yeah, they, they oh, always oh. go upstairs. Okay, so they're upstairs especially now that they got a kid. Get right. your own place. You got Harrison. Give him his own little spot. Right. I mean, dang, even Adam want to buy a house for, for Sally. I mean, y'all can get your own house. You got the, uh, what is that? Sally is the CEO of Marchetti. And then, what does Kyle do? Kyle's the CEO of Marchetti and Summer runs the, um, I guess, the marketing side of it. Oh, that's right. Jenna said that Nick did build Summer a house. Remember that right when they got yep. married? I do remember that. Where's that house? I don't know because they remember they they ended up moving to Paris. Shortly yeah. after they got, um, well, you know, they probably couldn't get building materials because of COVID, so it might have slowed the process. <laughs> <laughs> you silly. <laughs> Girl, you silly. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but if anybody should move i think it should be summer and kyle i do too get your own house i agree y'all got the money y'all ain't broke uh right <laughs> especially considering the tension between i mean it doesn't matter now but the tension between phyllis and diane like i'm not living in the same house as a woman who hates my mom mm-hmm yeah, I mean, another thing, even without Phyllis being in the picture, she got to still deal with Diane. She can't stand that woman. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to cross paths in the hallway, going to the bathroom, in the kitchen, anywhere else. You got to see this woman's face. Go get your own place. Yeah. Too, much, too many people in your business. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? The other thing is, I feel like this is the first time that we've seen the athletic club in a while, too. I know. This is the anniversary. Yeah. Right. Right. They've been so focused on everybody going through uh, Grand Phoenix that we really didn't see the GCAC. For years. 
for years. Exactly. Dang, even the bedrooms upstairs, all of that was still intact. They put that whole set back together as if it was like five years ago. But you know, it's such a classic design that it doesn't really, I mean, yeah, it looks old, but it's because it is old. Right. You know, that antique-ish kind of institutional, um, really formal. Not. It's not actually, I mean, I'm a cozy person. I don't not really my style but i love whenever they show the club it's cool yeah what did y'all think about um michael getting that voice message and laughing about it, saying it looked like she set all this up herself <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it did the even the to me the voice message and maybe it's just because we know what's going on but it just it sound it didn't sound genuine like it right. sounded like phyllis was acting yeah. Yep. I don't know. I feel like it could be because we know what's happening that it sounded that way because the end when she said what she said about being scared of Diane and the way she said it was very um, like in the heat of the moment of leaving the message way to say it. Mm -hmm. To me, if it was planned and scripted, it would have been more like, you know, I'm scared of her. I don't know what she, you know, it would have been more of that than the whole blurting out that that blankety blank scares me or I'm scared of that blank. You know, I don't know. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, the, the thought that her and Stark put into this setup was just, it was just done to be well, it, just done. It's yeah. Done. But I mean, even the part, like you say, there was no plan after it was set up because you know, she was like, well, what do I do now? Where do I go? I don't know where to go. I'm just like, what? Right. Because most time when you plan an escape, you like, I'm going to go to South America or I'm going to go to Europe or something like that. And you like, well, what do I do now? Uh, you didn't think this through? Yeah, she should have been long gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she should have. The dude is working and he got paid off and all that stuff, girl. I'm like, just can we throw this whole storyline out the window? Just throw it out the window. Jay Money said, what if the Phyllis situation puts a strain on Kyle and Summer's marriage and he turns to Audra after that little flirtation they had? Um, the I would be, yeah, because I think those two would be hot together. Mm -hmm. Audra needs some action. Get that girl some action. Yeah, she's a good actress. Mm -hmm. she, you know, um, I I didn't care. I thought it was very um, rigid acting when she first came on, and she's grown on me. I like her. I like the character. I think she's got a lot of. I think there's a lot of places to go with her. Mm -hmm. I screw it up. Yeah, that would be interesting setup, though, if it does put a strain on the two of them. And then Kyle end up with Audra. Hmm. Because they had to give us that for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know what that I'm saying? Yeah, that little flirt over at the gala that night. And he's looking like, who? Who are you? Yeah. You know, and she's all <laughs> excited because she didn't want Ashley to give him the phone. She was like, nope, I want to meet him. I'm going to give it to him myself. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they're going to try to go somewhere with that. And then he'll have two kids. 
Not oh, for Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. And I'm trying to think that we we covered everything, didn't we? I think so. I thought the little the interaction between um Lily and Daniel was sweet when she oh, yeah. went to his hotel room. Yeah. After Danny called her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I sweet little yeah. moment. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I mean, he, that's why I just just to see him go through that after hearing mm-hmm. something like that, and uh, and all of this is fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just sucks. Yeah, it sucks. it sucks. Okay, so now we covered everything. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Let's move over to the bold and the beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so we got um this whole thing with Liam, Hope, and Thomas, and then with Ridge being back and girl Brooke. <laughs> I mean, I've got something to say. I'll say it when we're ready, but mm. okay, so where y'all wanna go? You pick. I mean, oh, wait, a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. Jenna said we forgot about Christine. Oh, well, she, yeah. she I'm trying to figure out because I know she was having a conversation with, with um, Michael. Yeah, because we talked about the voicemail, but we didn't talk about the fact that Christine is going to have to be the one that tries to uh-huh. find out if something bad happened to her arch nemesis, Phyllis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's saying her conversation with Michael. Yep. Uh, what did you, what are you, you saying right to Jay Money, uh, Keisha? Yeah, he, Jay Money said, um, so he made the comment about Phil or, um, Kyle and Summer mm-hmm. working up because of the strain that Phyllis has caused on their relationship with her drama. Oh. And then he said, and then if, they basically broke up for no reason because Phyllis lied about everything. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, you think and Phyllis think they they had a problem with her before this. They really are not gonna like you after this, mm-hmm. right? You gonna I mean, be ostracized. When you think about it, she has caused a little bit of strain on their marriage already with the the constant. Um little temper tantrums that she's been throwing over Diane all these months. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't broken up or anything like that. I'm luckily they've been able to just kind of like work through it and um stay together so far, but mm-hmm. it the potential the potential has always been there because of Phyllis, because she can't let go of her anger mm-hmm. um that she was gonna come between Kyle and Summer. Only to find out it was fake. Girl, yeah. I know if I was some, I'd be like, I'm too through. Right. Um, okay. So wait which part y'all want to tackle? First of all, let's hit let's go with that Monday's episode when um Mr. Ha- was that Monday or Friday when Mr. Hangry shut up about all that fussing? <laughs> when when what happened? Mr. Hangry. <laughs> Steven. Ridge called Steven Mr. Hangry. Oh. 
Oh yeah, he was he was finally quiet because Bill was there, <laughs> and they were able to explain all of the the what they were doing when it came to Sheila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they was talking about oh you're a hero and mm-hmm. all this sort of kind of stuff. And the biggest hero in the room was Bill, which Katie, with Carter being just around the corner, you up in there kissing your ex, right? What did y'all think about that? Oh, I was go ahead. I was mad. I was disappointed because you're basically throwing out the window all of the other stuff that you were mad at Bill about. Yep. Just because he was able to set it up for Sheila to be arrested. Because they were done before this stuff with Sheila started. Katie yep. didn't want anything to do with Bill because of what he did trying to get at Brooke. And and when he got rejected from Brooke, he tried to go on over back to Katie. So they were already done. So I don't understand why now, because he, you know, put this little plan into place to um, get Sheila to confess to murder. Now, all of a sudden, you want to be with him again? Like, that was enough to erase all the other <laughs> he has done. I'm like, Bree, <laughs> constantly picking his sister over you. Like, come on, Katie. Yeah, Bree said, "Look, Carter can come to me." <laughs> <laughs> we know Bree. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm gonna put a GoFundMe um, together for Bree, and we're gonna raise money. So we can send Brie out to California so she can go uh, <laughs> visit Victor. What is his name? Lawrence. Lawrence say Victor. His say wife Victor. might have. Listen, his, I was wife say his family to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to our house, please. <laughs> yeah, his wife might be like, oh, that's so sweet, but that's my husband now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, but, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was mad. Yeah, I, I honestly think she never really had a deep connection with, with Carter in the first place. Because, I mean, even when she, I think she was lonely, but I also think that, because remember when that right before this whole Sheila thing, when he was trying to get with both Brooke and Katie, she mm-hmm. she came to the house and then turned around and had Carter pick her up at, at Bill's house. I'm right. like, are you just trying to throw this man in Bill's face? You came there with, without Carter, but you want him now to pick you up. So I don't know. I just think that, you know, she she used him for the time being. They they haven't even slept together, have they? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they haven't shown it on TV if they have. But Right. I don't think they've even been intimate. They've had kisses and stuff like that. But Oh, wait. Didn't they sleep together in the office? Did they? I thought there was a, a scene where they... It was a hand going up a skirt and a <laughs> leg, I remember, but I don't remember what happened after that. We didn't get much. I don't know. But I think she found him extremely... She got that hero complex. She saw Bill as being the alpha in the room. And she got hot and bothered and excited and was like, oh my God, that was a huge turn on. That's so lame. 
I'm going to be so annoyed if they put them back together. Well, it looks like that because the rumor mill is out that they're trying to put Taylor with Carter. And I'm like, why? Taylor and Carter? Yes. Interesting. I want. I would actually like to see Taylor with Bill. I. The only reason why I I don't want that or wouldn't like that is because he is another man that was obsessed with Brooke. True. That's just about everybody on the show. Like even well, Carter's not. Carter's never had a relationship with Brooke. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. But like even even Katie can't even hold on to to Bill and they have a kid together. Mm, I don't think none of them can hold on to anybody. They've been swapping partners for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I I think they're gonna end up putting Brooke back with Ridge. Yeah. They're gonna end up putting um Katie back with Bill. And then the, the rumor mill is showing, trying to put um, Taylor with, with Carter, which is like, what? Why? If you can't find this man a girl, go bring somebody on. Bring another one of the models or some professional somebody that's working for the company or something. Vin- Vinny in the company, the characters are desperately needed for these people, mix it up and seriously, <laughs> seriously. Because here's my thing: I'm waiting on, and I think Jay Money agrees with me on this. I'm waiting on Hope and Thomas, and I'm glad it's going to be all Hope's fault. Yeah, yeah. Did you? I mean, today when she flashed and saw Thomas instead of Liam, I just about cracked up. Yep. Well, we got, let's back up. We got to talk about that. So that man was doing the fitting because she was, peep, first she was peeping around the um, that little, what they call it? She thing? was giving him the once over behind that screen. Girl, she was looking at Thomas's butt. Who was a piece of meat? She, yeah, you she see how her that. eyes rotated down and up and down? And I'm like, yep. this girl, she want her a piece of Thomas. Yeah. Then while she was getting, and I'm thinking like, don't y'all got models for this? So now she back up in that on that rising, like she was in November. Mm-hmm. Had a green dress on, and wasn't the same green dress that she had back in on in November, but it was green. I remember it because that's green season. for go, baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And Thomas was like taking his hands around her waist and can on and she getting the, the chills and everything up there. I'm like, girl. So that that's exactly what my thought was too. Is why are they not using why are they not using models for the fittings? Why are, why is Hope the one doing it? So she can't be that uncomfortable with Thomas if she's okay with him doing the fittings, knowing that he's gonna have to like touch her in some way yeah so she's not that afraid of thomas <laughs> no no and otherwise then when, she would have had one of those little models come in there doing that for her 
Listen, do you think she fell on Thomas purposely? Uh, I I don't think it was on purpose. Okay. I don't think it was on purpose either, but I don't think she, I don't think, um, if Liam hadn't walked in, they probably would have laughed it off and, and, you know, I don't think anything would have happened, but I think she would be having more thoughts. But then yeah. Liam, of course, walks in and makes a buffoon of himself. That mm. man was screaming. Yeah, and then you're going to try to kick him out of the building. It's like, dude, don't you got a job somewhere? Right. You ain't going to be walking up in my family's uh, company telling me to get out of places. No, you you definitely know. <laughs> yeah. My thing is, I'm as, as loud as he was with all that screaming, I'm surprised that um, Ridge and, and Steffi and all of them across the hall didn't hear him. Well, and where's Charlie? Yeah, exactly. Right. Where's Charlie? Man, please. He said, you get out of here. And I'm like, and it was so funny when Thomas was like, uh, my name is on this building. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but then he tried to provoke Thomas by punching him in his chest. Yeah, he did. And he probably thought that he was going to get the same reaction like when they were on the roof and Thomas just stepped back, put his arms up like, hey, no. I'm glad that Thomas did that and that he just walked out. As annoying as it was that Liam told him to get out. Yeah. And he didn't have to get out if he didn't want to. Right. I was glad that he just walked away from it and didn't, you know, go further with it. It shows growth and maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Money said, ladies, there's a continuity issue. When she was flashback and she saw the green dress moment, how was that in her head if that was supposed to be a Thomas dream? Really? That is true. I have to go back and watch that scene. Yeah, because he's absolutely correct. Because they did flashback to that moment in the office. That was Thomas's daydream, not Hope's. Back in November. Yep. Are you talking about when they were sitting on the couch talking to each other? No. When oh. no. When remember when he was touching her back and all of this stuff? Because I actually uh-huh. clipped that and put it as a video on my channel. Mm-hmm. And that scene right there, when he was touching Hope's back and doing all this stuff, that was a Thomas daydream, not a Hope daydream. Mm. He had on that that glittery that green dress had sequin on it or whatever. Yeah, it was a holiday. Dress. It was a holiday, right? And so when she was up there trying on the dress, he was touching her back, and you know they were looking at each other. But that was a Thomas dream, not hopes. Um, but in this episode that we saw, they replayed that hopes daydream. Yeah, go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know if that was a writer's flaw. They think we don't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm glad that Thomas stepped back, too, because, you know, you put your hands on that dude. You, I mean, seriously, you don't even work there. You uh, assaulted another employee. Right. In their own house, basically. Yeah, and he's one of the designers. His dad and sister run the company, 
How you just gonna come over there and punch people? Dude, get a hold of yourself. Then what about the fact that he said, told her, let's go home in the middle of the day? Yeah. Every once in a while, Liam can Liam throws out that little controlling behavior. Mm-hmm. So Yep. I agree with that, Jenna. If you, she said, if y'all remember, Hope was flirting with Thomas before all of that stuff happened with them finding out about the CPS call. She was about to come around back then, but Belle stopped it. Yeah, well, yeah that was that night because he she celebrated after that whole Hope for the Future fashion show. Uh, Liam told her to come home. She stayed on the couch drinking with Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, because she she was throwing. I feel like she was throwing flirty signals and flirty vibes. Mm-hmm. Thomas, I think Thomas tried to lean a little bit, like he was gonna kiss her. She was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what are you doing?" Right. She backed off. Yeah. Um, but then she she's okay. So when. Liam decided to leave because I didn't like that. How are you going to get mad talking about you need to come home? For what? She at work. Right. The kids are at school. They ain't sick. You just in your feelings because you mad at Thomas and I, I told you what happened. But then you're going to tell me, well, let's just come home. She was like, I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> How about what she said? Um... What is she? Then she said something about our line or something like that, or right. she was referring to her and Thomas. I thought, yeah, Papa Vane. Yep, she did. She he was like, "Oh, you just gonna stay here and work on work with Thomas?" And she was like, "Yeah, something like that." Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, Liam, just go home. And then, did you hear that background music? So, they had, remember when Brooke, back in the day, when she had these little entanglements with the guys that she was with, mm-hmm. they always played that harem type music. Did you guys pay attention to that? I don't think, I, don't, I didn't pay attention to the music. Yeah, so, if you go back and watch the episode from yesterday, they played that music when she was looking at, like, asking herself what's wrong with me, and then she looked at her mom on that picture. Oh, yeah. And they played that music from back in the older episodes when Brooke would always, you know, fancy one of the guys or something like that. hmm Yeah. And then they turn around, and I think they played it again today when she was daydreaming again about Thomas, because she was kissing Liam, but saw Thomas. Yep. What did you think about that, Trish? You know, um, I am just the whole storyline. <laughs> quite frankly, anytime Liam blows a gasket, <laughs> I'm here to watch it. Me too. I'll and when she you. said, when she said, because um, you know, I mean, she hasn't done anything wrong. Right, right, and she's like, after what you did, I was like, oh, girl, that's throwing up the whole past. Oh, you went all the way back. Did she say anything specific when she said that? I can't remember. She was talking about him and Steffi. Oh, Oh, you talking about in the office, talking about all the stuff that she had to deal with when Mm -hmm. he was going back and forth with Steffi. Yep. Yeah, she threw that in his face. 
She sure did. I was like, see, that, those are the type of comeback moments that I like to hear. Same. Yeah. You know, sometimes they be letting stuff slide. And you be like, you need to say something. You know. But, um, yeah, that was a good one. Go ahead. And that conversation that she had with Brooke about, um, well, Brooke telling her how she always falls for the bad guy or she has to, sometimes she has a tendency to fall for the bad guy or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yep, after that conversation, it's obvious that the writers are going to eventually put her and Thomas together. Listen, I'm going <laughs> to say this, and I know that Jay Money concur when I say this. If when whenever they do to give them the airtime to do them or whatever, you better give us the same energy you gave Devon and Abby when they were all over his apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you guys, okay, let me just let me just ask y'all. When Brooke says about the bad guys, I get it with Deacon, but Ridge is not a bad guy. He was just a player back in the day. Eric certainly yeah. was not a bad guy. Um, the the uh, Nick wasn't a bad guy. He just happened to be a sailor. Um, um, uh, Dollar Bill, I mean, he's a rich uh, SOB. You know, I mean, he can be a bad guy, but he's not, we're not talking like, the kind of bad guys I'm thinking, she doesn't know what a bad guy is. <laughs> My thing is, I say out of that whole list that you've given, I would say it would be Deacon and Bill. Bill yeah. is a bad guy. That yeah, dude throwing folks out of helicopters. And well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a bad boy. I mean. But she acts like she's been, you know, going out with gangsters and, and you know. People who are like coming out of a back alley or something. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, that's something. That's a different term for that type of yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, I think that term is called hybristophilia. But, um, <laughs> but what she's talking about, edge, a uh, edgy guy. Yeah, yeah. And Liam is just Liam and Finn are just not those, not that guy. They're butter knives. Miss yourself, butter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just Fred. see the, the the thing is, is that Liam needed somebody like Steffi because Steffi is the edgy girl. Mm -hmm. So when you put a guy like Liam, or that's why I think Finn and Steffi works because Finn and Liam are not too many; they're not too many worlds apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Thomas, he actually brings the edgy side out of hope. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm yeah. telling you, that's going to be one heck of a scene when that happens. Yeah, it is. I agree. And they, I'm telling you, they don't disappoint me. Just like they disappointed me with Adam and Sally oh. in December. <laughs> well, I was oh my god that was such a just a dud well, I mean everybody was waiting for because everybody was excited oh Adam and Sally is getting back together they're going to have sex next week and then we saw that episode on December 5th and was like wah, it was wah, so much wah. work <laughs> you're talking about a lot of angry people yeah and then you bring <laughs> Freaking Nick up in there trying to make it look all. I'm like, come on, man. 
would you send him home, please? But um, yeah, I, I was talking to one of my other uh, friends who likes soaps, and said the way that they were saying when um, Hope was looking at, at Thomas <laughs> from behind that partition. <laughs> they, say, they said that hope and, and this is Friday night and I'm hoping that all grown folks are here but they said that you know hope is ready to get her back blown out and so oh. <laughs> I mean she was looking at him like that I know right she was definitely giving yeah. him that eye <laughs> I was rolling because it's so true, the way she was looking at Thomas, she, man, if 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 Liam had a saw hope in that moment, uh, yeah, he would have been devastated. Oh, for sure. Because he'd probably say, "Man, Hope don't even look look at me like that no more." <laughs> Remember that song um, from the disco ages, "Hungry Eyes." <laughs> yeah. That was on uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Well, that's what Hope had, hungry eyes. Mm-hmm. And then when she was on top of him for that moment, she was looking at him like she was going to go in for something. Yeah. Girl. Mm-hmm. Jay Money, I think we already mentioned it, but Jay Money said, did, y- did y'all notice when Hope was making love to Liam and saw Thomas's face, she went yeah. in even harder and more intense and got even more aggressive with them. Yeah, I saw we it. Sure and did I, notice. And I said in my recap, I said, Hope, don't make a mistake and call out the wrong name when you get to that top. So that's what I thought was gonna happen. Same. Yeah. I would just oh my God. Could you imagine the world just would come crashing around his shoulder? Listen, they would have to call the paramedics for Liam. Yeah. I mean Imagine he's trying to perform with his wife and she calls out the one man's name that he despises. Yeah. That dude, they would have to perform CPR on that man. That would be awesome. (laughs) It would. I mean, seriously, it would. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, because obviously she already thinking about him. I mean, when you open, because she kept her eyes closed for a while when she was kissing Liam. And when she opened her eyes, all she saw was Thomas. So she obviously was thinking about kissing Thomas when she was kissing Liam. Yep. So, yeah. LaShanta say Liam whined too much. He sure does. He is a big baby. He is. Because he she was trying to create the candle moment. And then he turns around and talks about you lied to me. You told me that you were not going to go back to Forrester. And she was like, I changed my mind. And what? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, (laughs) and then he backed off. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change your mind. I'm like, then shut up about it. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Well, that ain't the only one that was hot and bothered. Brooke. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just gonna dive right into the entire. All right. You got the floor. You got the floor, girl. Okay. And I'm going straight to the end. Did you see when she positioned her robe off her shoulder? 
I, wait a minute, slow down, girl. You went straight to I'm going straight to the gray. That whole y'all, y'all. Trisha's pissed. I'm pissed. Like, what? I'm listening. I can't even get the words out. I can't. When I saw her take her finger and move that second sleeve down off her shoulder and then come, you know, move like that little slight movement with her shoulder, mm -hmm. I said to myself, here we go. Girl, she knew exactly. She knew exactly what she was doing, and the thing is, is that even when she found out, because she could have, if she really didn't want Ridge there, Hope had already told her way before Ridge got there that she wasn't going to be at the party or yep. whatever she was trying to throw together, right? So yeah. she could have been like, you know what, let me just call this off. And then when he gets there, they sit down, they eat, they start laughing and talking. She was like, well, it's nice to have you all to myself. Mm -hmm. She ain't slick. She ain't slick. All the buy signs are there. And then Ridge touched her hand. She didn't pull back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he tried. They both were at trying to figure out who was going to kiss who first. Who's going to break? Yep. Because he like, well, wait a minute. Duh. I, I thought she didn't want to be with no men's right now. And then she <laughs> like, well, if he comes in for the kiss, I ain't going to stop him. Right. And they both had a stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she turned he, she turned around and said, well, I'll, I'll just stay down here and finish my food. You can go upstairs and go to bed. She was hoping that man was going to go upstairs with her. For sure. Yep. Then she come back downstairs in a negligee. And it and was cute. It was cute. It was cute. I got it. It was cute. It was, you know. My thing is, you knew that man was still down there. Oh, I didn't know you were still here. Yes, you did. Right. She yep. knew. She knew. Mm-hmm. So... And then that's where it leads us into the conversation. And like you said, she dropped that little robe off the side of her shoulder, Trish. That, I mean, so the first one, she let it fall all the way to the crook of her elbow. Mm -hmm. The one that was on the far side. And then they're talking. And then all of a sudden, she moves the one on the other side where it's showing her shoulder. And I'm like, that was so obvious. I, I, yeah. I really, I mean... That was so obvious. And then when the thing fell to the ground, I was like, really? This is what we're going to do at this point in the game? Okay. And then she teased the man half to death only to tell him, well, I don't want to break my pact with Taylor. Girl, please. You want, you want Riz to break that pact for the next three hours. So, you know, just kind right. of... That pact is stupid anyway. <laughs> grow Everybody grow up. Exactly. And this is what I want Rich to do. I want him to stop sending mixed signals to both women. Mm -hmm. Where I guess this week it was a little more towards Brooke than it was right. Taylor. Right. But at the same time, um, even when he was in the office with Steffi, Taylor, and Thomas, there was still the little team Taylor and, you know, throwing her right. stuff right. like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just 
be straight up and honest with these women after all of this crap that you guys went through for this last year be straight up and honest with both of them and just say what you want right. instead of going back and forth between them making one think you want you want them and the you know the other one thinking that you want to be with them just just say it just say i want to be with you Brooke taylor i'm sorry i love you you know you're the the mother of my children um I will always have a you know a, a nice close friendship whatever but i'm not into you or i'm not in love with you i'm not into you romantically i want to be with brooke just be honest about it exactly instead of playing these little stupid mind games and hugging all on taylor like he does and like he did before he left and went on his break um and you know rubbing her shoulders and telling her how awesome amazing she is and how beautiful she is and all that crap just stop doing that it's not that hard <laughs> yep you're right about that i mean seriously it's like and they, exactly helena they kissed on new year's eve and she was in heat then remember that mm -hmm. was it, or was that christmas with the mistletoe taylor don't even know about that part yeah i remember that you know, it's like, girl, you had no, and I wonder if she's going to tell him about what happened, tell Taylor about what happened over at the house. With the okay. dinner that didn't happen, did, uh, with that the dinner where nobody showed up but Ridge. We'll Probably see. Not. I don't think she's going to say anything. Mm, Jay Money said, you're dead right. He need Keisha. He needs to stop playing both sides. Mr. I miss you both. Right. Quit playing and choose one. Right. Yeah, and then the thing is with Taylor, it's like, girl, y'all gonna sway it. You know y'all got needs. Come on. Go find somebody instead of talking about, oh, you know, I mean, because this is what happens. I mean, Brooke is super thirsty. You can see mm -hmm. it in her face. Yeah, you can. I mean, the way she was looking at him was pretty much the way Hope was looking at Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and th that's why the pact is stupid because like why are you why are you basically promising to stay away from a certain man just for the sake of a friendship that you just basically built in the last month? Yeah, when something doesn't work out, are you guys going to be mad at each other? Like, how about just say, you know what, whatever happens, happens. If he wants to be with you and you want to be with him, I'm not going to stand in the way. That's those are your feelings. You can't help who you fall in love with X, Y, Z. We'll just let it go. Because basically what the two of them are saying with this pact is that they haven't grown from this situation. They haven't learned anything. And it's like they're still trying to control the situation with Ridge. And it it can't be controlled because your feelings are your feelings. Exactly. The other thing is that made they made this pact while they were mad. It, it'd be different if they made this pact while, you know, it was in a clear head. And even still, it would be stupid. 
But now that the dust has settled, he's back. Everybody's happy that Bill and, and, and uh, Ridge put Sheila behind bars or whatever. Now it's like, ooh, you know. And it's like, you knew that y'all wasn't over this. Both of those ladies are not over Ridge. Exactly. Exactly. There, it's it, like they are depending on each other to um, hold on to their willpower when it comes to Ridge. And if you if you're still in love with the man, you're still in love with him, and just just be honest about it. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, Keisha, did you think for a moment that Steffi and Thomas was starting up that whole thing about mom? You should be with 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 Ridge when they were at the Cliff House today. Yeah, I did. Cause I'm like, here we go again. I thought y'all was not going to get involved in trying to push it. You got to keep. Brooke might, might, you know, this, that, and the third, and you need to make sure that she don't. I'm like, why do y'all care? Y'all got in trouble over this last year. Right. Don't start it back up again. Exactly. Move on. on. Two grown kids. Look how that worked out in 2022. You lost your son. We have broken hearts, people running off the Aspen and everything else over this nonsense. So, um, I think that was everything that happened this week. <laughs> J Money said they better let Deacon break Taylor's back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be that would be great. As much as I wouldn't mind seeing t- uh, Taylor and. Deacon together because of their personalities. He's another one that was obsessed with Brooke at one point. They're all, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. you never know when the writers are going to flip that switch back on and then all of a sudden he's going to be obsessed with Brooke again. Right. I mean, look like <laughs> in that case with him and Sheila, it looked like Sheila was the one breaking his back. <laughs> so, oh, that was so <laughs> hard to watch. Oh my God. They come. To, it was so realistic that they had them looking all red, flushed, and sweaty. <clears throat> they made sure that it looked like him and and Sheila put in some work. <laughs> <laughs> they and were good. Deacon, Deacon comes up out of time. Wow, really? <laughs> oh my goodness! Like that, Deacon. <laughs> And she was with a big old grin on her face, looking like a sinister. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't talk. Somebody just mentioned it in the chat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Finn is Delmonica. Finn saving Sheila. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Lee wanted her gone. Lee was like, skip, do no harm. Let's do harm. Lee was about to get arrested or fired, her license revoked or something, because it wasn't like it was just her and Finn in the room. There was a nurse in there. So right. stand there in front of a nurse and just watch a patient die and not try to save him. And then expect that nurse to what, lie for you? Exactly. I mean, usually in the medical field, if the only way that you can allow that to happen if it's a DNR. Other than that, you're supposed to try. Yeah, the only thing that saved her was when the paddles didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, so. 
but we didn't see her the rest of the week because they kept saying that she's finally, she's out of the hospital and finally behind bars. I'm like, okay. Oh, I missed that. That was to go ahead, Trish. I was just going to say, I didn't, I didn't realize she was out of the hospital. Me neither. I thought she was still there. Because the way that they said it in today's episode, I can't believe she's finally behind bars. And I thought know. Ridge, um, when they said that, I thought Ridge said something like, yeah, as soon as she, if she makes it out of the hospital. Oh, well, maybe I missed that part. Maybe I missed that part. But yeah, Lee, Lee should have had, Lee was almost going to have her license revoked when she stole Finn's body out of the hospital. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure how she got out of that. Mm, because he came out. He was in up being alive. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I would think that they still wouldn't take that into consideration because she still broke the law. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Ron Julian said, Lee should have had her medical license revoked immediately <laughs> and removed. <laughs> Um, only way I could see them possibly getting out of that is if Lee said something like I was he came back to life in the hospital mm -hmm. but I took him I took him to my apartment or the apartment to keep him alive there because we were trying to protect him from Sheila because Sheila was was Sheila on the run at the time oh no she was in jail so that wouldn't have worked never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah well at this point we I guess the, the most exciting part because I got tired of the Sheila storyline after a while mm -hmm. so when they switched gears this week with the whole thing with Thomas and Hope I think that was Wednesday and then finished the week up with Brooke and this her trying to seduce Ridge and then cut him off I said that dude gonna need to take a cold shower now she needed one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, she sure did. <laughs> and obviously, Hope needed one, but she had her husband to finish off the deal. So <laughs> I don't know if his concentration's up for the task, but okay. <laughs> you silly. Oh my God. So I think it got better toward the end of the week because I was rolling with these two with, with the Hope and the Brooke thing. So, all right. So we covered everything else. I believe so. Anybody in the chat that we miss anything? Uh, Medical, I'm looking at the comments. Deacon has shown that he can move on from Brooke. He was very, very, uh, somebody was saying, um, well, we was just talking about the Deacon and, and Taylor. That would be interesting. It would. I just don't like that possibility of the writers taking him back down that road with Brooke. Like, yeah. I, they did a, they have done a, a good job these past few weeks or months where Ridge hasn't been in the picture and Deacon hasn't tried to go after Brooke. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But you know how it goes. I could just see them one day suddenly kind of like they do with bill because it's like bill will swear off brooke and he'll be completely and totally into katie mm -hmm. then all of a sudden he's back into brooke again so i just i don't know that's why i just prefer them not put taylor with anybody that has previously been obsessed with brooke 
Yeah, but the only other person that would be is Carter. That's fine. I'll take Carter. Yeah. And that's what's the rumors <clears throat> going around that that's where they're going <clears> to <throat> end up taking that to. But I guess. I don't know. I, I ain't feeling that one. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. I just want them to put mm-hmm. somebody and mm-hmm. not have them break up two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carter can't catch a break. He can't. And I understand nope. it. Mm-mm. I don't understand it. I mean, because he was with Zoe. He was with her uh, Paris, Quinn, mm-hmm. Katie. Am I missing somebody? That's know. it, right? I mean, him and Maya had a relationship before, but that was years ago. That was years ago. And then we didn't see Carter for a while, and then yeah. they brought him back. And then, like I said, it was those four ladies, and it just never materialized. I mean, Quinn tried to make it a hot little thing, but it ended up being a flame. Yeah. I so. didn't put them together anyway. Who? Oh. Quinn and Carter. Yeah. Jay Money said, have faith in that, Keisha. I think Deacon is over Brooke, and I love the potential with Taylor and Deacon. Yeah. I, I think that they would be a cute couple, too, because they they both have those quirky, so funny, fun personalities. <clears throat> I just... Who, Deacon and Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But I'm a big, I, would, I would be so annoyed if they did try that with them, and then Brooke pops back up into the picture for Deacon somehow. Yeah, uh, girl, that would be crazy. Um, they said, "Will they put him with Paris again, or will they put RJ? Put what? What? R- um, Paris and RJ? Oh. Will they put him? They, wait a minute. I think she's. Oh, I see what it's saying, Simone. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Bring back Paris, sister for Carter." Zoe, I don't know. Mm, know about that one. Paris, All right. Um, mm. Mm. Okay, did we cover it all? Yeah, did you notice how they talked about RJ a little bit today? Yep. Basically preparing us for RJ showing up. Yeah, I saw some information about him in Soap Opera Digest, so he should be coming on pretty soon. Nope, yep, yep. All right, let's go ahead and do our final two segments. Uh, Flip the script. And you guys in the comment section, you can put your flip the scripts and taking seats as well. So what y'all got for the Young and the Restless for flipping the script? Um, For my Y&R flip, I just wish that they had gone a different way with the Phyllis and Stark Diane storyline and not did this faking her death thing and just put Phyllis and Stark together, like genuinely put them together. As a couple. As a couple, yeah. Oh, okay. Her and Diane could just hash things out. Just Mm -hmm. your typical drama and rivalry and not this extra crap that they threw together. Right. My Y&R flipped the script is along the same lines with regard to that storyline, but I'll give you the actual scene that I wanted to see was when um, Diane was strangling Phyllis. 
when summer came in and they saw him in the doorway, instead of just standing there with their mouths agape, I really think it would have been a great storyline if summer would have picked up something and hit Diane over the head with it while she had her hands on oh. his neck. <laughs> and, and then that would have had an impact on every single relationship. It would have really broken up her marriage. It would have had Jack on the outs of everything. It would have had, it would have actually had Diane in trouble with the law because Summer was defending her mother and it could have just blown so many things up that would not have had Phyllis faking her death. Mm, okay. That would have been a good switch. Yeah. That's a good one, Trish. Thank you. Um, my why and I flip would have been that whole conversation between Nate and Elena at society. Mm -hmm. Tell her, look, I'm spending time with you. You need to put that phone down. <laughs> right. I'm trying to get in some time with you. You worried about some other woman trying to take me away. Uh, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Let's make use of this quality time. Right. Put the phone down. We'll talk about Phyllis or the not-so-dead Phyllis tomorrow. Um, okay, so what y'all got for bold? Do you want to you want to read some of the flips in the chat? Okay, so Bree, wait a minute, Jay Money said, what if Carter in his rage over Katie going back to Bill decides to represent Sheila and get her off the charges and end up in a relationship with her? That is wild. Oh, wow. I would have never thought that, Jay Money. That is definitely an interesting flip. <laughs> Very much so. Hold on. I think I just hallucinated. Did Jay Money just say to put Carter in a relationship with Sheila? He sure yes. did. Yes. <laughs> I didn't hallucinate. Nope, you didn't hallucinate. <laughs> um, the only okay. trouble I have with Carter being in relationships with older women is he's mentioned before that he wants kids. Right. Exactly. So they can't keep hooking them up with, with I mean, unless, you know, I, it's not impossible, I guess, but. Yeah, but the probability is low. Yeah. Um, Bree says, Adam hires someone to see who bought Tucker's debt and make a deal with Ashley to buy McCall and rub it in Victor and Victoria's face. That's a good one. Yeah. Simone says uh, she would flip the, the uh, Phyllis storyline. Helena said, flip both soaps to the pre-pandemic. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a nightmare. Right. Um, and then I think her bold flip the script is Katie should not be kissing Bill. Ron, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying agreeing. Absolutely not. And he then Ron Julian said, flip the script. Kimberlyn Brown it isn't going anywhere, so people don't get too excited. Yeah, well, you know, that's what we was all saying. Okay, so what we got for bold for flip? Um, my bold flip is when Liam, after Liam had his little temper tantrum at Forrester Creations, I wanted Rich to tell him you're banned from this building because you come in here assaulting my son a design the head designer um and causing all kinds of distractions and chaos in a work environment so if you want to talk to your wife you wait until you guys get home or you go stand out in the parking lot and you call her to come down there but you're not coming in this building anymore because you can't control your anger you are absolutely correct that's the c-suite 
that they're in. How are you going to come up to the executive office screaming and hollering like that? Right. And assaulting people, assaulting head designers and and part owners of the company, shareholders of the company. Exactly. Like, Man, no- they should have they should have got on the phone, called Charlie and say you need to escort this dude up off the property. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, they kicked Thomas out. Right. Right. Um my other flip is Taylor and Brooke just not making a pact at all. Just like you said earlier, being mature adults and understanding that their feelings are their feelings. They can't control how they feel about each other. And whoever ends up with Ridge just ends up with Ridge and the other person just has to move on with their life. And in that same tone, when when Taylor's kids was talking about, um, I don't know, kind of insinuating they're wanting their parents together or I don't know their parents possibly getting back together or whatever it was they were saying. I just want Taylor. I want Taylor to let it go. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this whole time that she's been back, Rich has never really truly said that he wanted to be with her and that he was in love with her. He only did what he did after the whole CPS call thing went down. Right. She was second choice. Mm-hmm. So I want Taylor herself to just let go of the idea of being with Ridge and telling her kids, I don't, I don't want to be with your dad. You can completely take that wish out of your mind. It's not happening. Let it go and leave it alone. And I'm not going to say it again. Like I want her to put her foot down about it and stop being pathetic. Exactly. I agree with you on that. I'm done with my rant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> loved, I loved every word of it. Go ahead, Trish. So my flip for bold would be that whenever Hope went, um, whenever Liam went off on Hope after Hope fell on Thomas, because as we all know, nothing happened that was untoward. Um, I really wish instead of going home and lighting a bunch of candles and having wine, um, I just wish she would have gone home and gotten a bag and gone to a hotel for the night. Ooh, really? I like that. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. She's, so she's you fire. So are you saying kind of take a little separate <laughs> night away because of everything that happened? Yeah, because he literally just told her that he doesn't trust her. He doesn't think she's grown up enough to protect herself or do what she needs to do to have a professional life. Um, he he showed her absolutely zero respect in her own place of work. He embarrassed her. He screamed at the family member that she works with, who is also a co-parent to Douglas. I mean, if the kids were going to be at a sleepover and he's coming home, I'd just, I'd just get a bag and go to the nicest hotel in town and go sleep in a lush bed and, and not even tell him where I was. That's but, a wonder. That's true. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is that, um, uh, Hope had some pent up energy that she needed to let go of. There are other ways that you can take care I know. of it. <laughs> and when you think about it, Hope doing what she did, it's almost as if she is mm-hmm. um, saying that what Liam did was okay. She's capitulating to the big baby. Yes. Yeah, instead of continuing on that path of you were dead wrong because she kind of, I, I was proud of how she handled Liam. She was on office. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She handled Liam correctly. Yes, like, she correct did. Office. She yes, said she, she told him about himself. 
Mm-hmm. And she didn't back down. Mm-mm. But yes, then when you go home and put the candles up and, you know, set that romantic atmosphere, it's almost as if she is rewarding him. To, yeah, like, we're just going to forget about what you did at the office today. That was okay. You know, whatever. We're just going to move on. Like, no, Liam owed her an apology. He did. And, you know, I'll tell you what, that to me is a perfect example of of a grown woman coddling a grown man because he could not handle being told that he was wrong because he was dead wrong because she hadn't done anything wrong. She was in her place of work and he lost his mind. And she, I mean, I really just wish she would have gone to a hotel. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I just threw that in there for a joke about the pent-up energy, but <laughs> you know, but, the, but I totally agree with you. You don't come and show up at my job and act a plum fool, and then I'm going to go home and get some candles to show you owe me an apology. Right. You embarrassed me. You, you put your hands on one of my colleagues. Yep. And this is his family's company. He, they could have had you thrown out on your behind. Yeah, she right. should have demanded an apology from him. She should have. And I'll tell you what: in the shoes she was wearing, Thomas probably saved her from breaking her ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We've all walked in those shoes at some point. Oh my gosh! All right, I still got to do my bold flip, and I'm trying to figure out where to begin. But y'all covered a lot. <laughs> um, if I had to pick something, I would have had, I don't know, <laughs> I, just to be kind of crazy a little bit, had, um, what's an, uh, Taylor crashed a little dinner party. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> saying, hey, you know, I, I just wanted to stop by and then she's found, uh, Brooke in her negligee with Ridge. See how long that pack lasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm guessing that she never did actually move in with Brooke. No, I I don't think so. Yeah, but it just it's just a weird dynamic because she was telling Steffi and, and Thomas, "Oh, I believe in her, and I believe in our friendship," and it's like, are you serious? Which goes back to what you were saying, Keisha, about the fact of just get rid of the darn pact, and if the you yeah. know, and, and whoever want to be with them, just be with them. Yep. Two consenting. You know, it's just uh, yeah, just tell your friend I'm not going to be with him. No, you're not going to be with him either. It's like, please. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do we have a bunch of them in the comments? Let's see. Uh, Bree says Finn faked Sheila's death to give Steffi and her family relief, but still let his birth mom live. That was different. Uh, let me see. Jay Money says that the baby is Thomas because they was going in every day when they were together. Oh, he talking about the oh, he talking about Delmonica. Okay. Um, Ron Julian said, Trish, I was hoping that since Sheila is in the hospital and the doctor find out that she's in labor having a baby. Sheila? I don't know. Okay. 
Uh, J Money says Taylor see Brooke and Ridge drawing close together and decides to let them be together. She then joins a blind date dating app, and her date turns out to be Deacon, and they hit it off. Wow, that's a uh, that's interesting. Uh, Elena, that, that would be various way for them to get together, though. It would be yeah, fun. <laughs> that would be a fun way. They would have to write that whole thing that direction. Yeah. Uh, Helena says a flip, not a dream. Hope getting her back thrown out from passionate love making. <laughs> <laughs> Helena is getting her black her back blown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the actual term is getting your back blown out. So, um. Uh, Vinny said, my flip is someone tried to kill Sheila while in the hospital and have who are almost, who done it? I guess like uh, who who actually killed Sheila. Uh, Jenna said, Liam needs a hobby. Liam is a very Neanderthal. Hey, y'all got it to 24. Good job. Okay. Uh, what'd you say? Jay Money was talking about the likes. Oh, hey, listen, it's like 40 of you guys over there. Can you uh, get the likes up uh, right before we chime out of here? Um, oh, Jen also said, I think it would be interesting if Taylor went to thank Bill for getting off the hook and they talk and find that they have more in common than they thought. Yeah, because that's the other thing. She got exonerated this week. Yeah, Taylor did, yeah. Yeah, Bill said that that whole thing is out the window with her shooting him. So I guess they won't bring that back up no more. Yep. So that storyline is done, closed, and locked up. All right, y'all got anything else? Uh, Trish, you still there? Did we do? Oh, okay. Did we do? We didn't do take a seat, did we? Oh no, we didn't. Shoot. Okay. So, what you got for take a seat for Young and the Restless? Um, my take a seats are Chance and Diane. Chance because I don't know why he keeps wanting uh, Abby to stay in the the Chancellor Mansion. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane because she just needed to when all of this stuff happened with Phyllis, she just needed to go sit down in the corner somewhere instead of inserting herself in conversations when it came to Phyllis because she didn't like her. Mm-hmm. She she d- didn't genuinely care. So just sit down and shut up, Diane, in this situation. None of it concerns you. Okay. We're going to hear Jack constantly say, I just want to make sure you're okay. How are you doing? It's like, why, Jack? Why? Why do you... What does Diane have to do with any of this? Mm. I mean, other than, I guess, being accused, but whatever. Shut mm-hmm. up, Diane. Sit down and shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all crazy. What you got, Trish? So most definitely Josh Griffith. I mean, just take a seat. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say. You have <laughs> let us down multiple times and um we are all annoyed and bothered by it because we've invested hours of our lives in this show. So make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Jeremy to take a seat. How are you going to tell that, that woman's kids, especially Daniel, that yeah. all this is your fault that she's dead? 
Yeah, I didn't like that either. Uh-uh. And if I was Danny, I wouldn't have held him back. Yeah. I didn't understand why he was why aggravating. He, yeah. What was why were you poking at them like that? He was taunting them. It was gross. Yeah. It was. It may, it's bad. You got somebody that's grieving and then you yelling at the kids I must see you never liked her. You didn't love her. Look at what you did to your mother. And it's like, dude. Yeah, like he was basically trying to guilt them. Like she's gone now and your last moments with her were terrible kind of thing. Exactly. So when uh, Daniel was trying to rush at him, now that's somebody that I didn't want held back. Mm-hmm. Because you don't do that. Don't do that. No, you don't. The only thing is, is I mean, Jeremy is huge compared to Daniel. Yep. Yeah. Jeremy will probably pummel Daniel. It would. Yeah, be. yeah that's true. <laughs> He's like a linebacker or something. <laughs> well, I mean, Daniel got youth on his side too. He does, and he's wiry. Yeah. Right. Um, and then if I needed to throw somebody else in a seat, I'm sorry, Phyllis. You sitting back here not knowing what to do next. Oh yeah, for sure. Phyllis has been my take a seat for probably the last five weeks. <laughs> probably last five months. Well, I mean, I hadn't even released her from the stretcher from last week, so it was, you know, she's still there. <laughs> I know, right? And then I got to, uh, I don't know, I, I think that might be it. I, I was going to put Victoria in the seat, but mm-hmm. because she just, it's always my way or the highway, and you just mad, you, I he don't deserve a company handed to him. Girl, you got one handed to you. Right. Yep. And, and like I said earlier, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> yeah. All right. What y'all got? Oh, wait a minute. Let me see what's in the comments. Okay. Bree said, Phyllis, it was terrible to put her kids through that pain. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Duran said he wanted Taylor riding the stallion. Um, <laughs> wait, what? What is, what is it? He he said he wants Taylor to ride the stallion. <laughs> I could now I could I would be open for that. I would be open for that. Um, let's see. Hold on. Uh, okay. So Jenna says Jack, Diane, and Kyle, and she's still pissed because they never said what Diane did. Okay. LaShanta said Jack can have a seat. Jeremy, too. The mm-hmm. one says Phyllis needs to take a seat. Helena said the seat and hire some. Oh, Y and R take a seat and hire writers. <laughs> we agree. Yep. V Raglan says Danny is a wimp. Nick stepped up to Jeremy. Yes, he did. He put mm-hmm. on his alpha suit that day. He sure mm-hmm. did. I was like, Nick, where you been? That- like. I ain't seen that side of Nick in a while. I know. I, it was it was great. Active. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, Duran said my take a seat is Josh Griffin, Brad Bell, Hope, Thomas Ridge, Lee, and Boy Toy Finn. You wanna put Finn in a seat too? Uh, we can't do Finn like that. We can't put Finn. Oh, Finn just had to do his job. Right, <laughs> and I can't see. And y'all know I wanted Sheila to go off that cliff a long time ago. Yeah, you sure did. But it's not Finn's fault. Uh, Vinny says both the writers of Y and R and Bo can take a seat. Liam needs to take a time out, according to Helena. 
Mm-hmm. And LaShonta say Victor needs to take a seat. What Victor do? Exactly. All right, what y'all got for bold? Um, my bold take a seat is Liam and Katie, both for obvious reasons. We know why. Yeah. What you got, um, Trish? Both of them and Brooke. Oh gosh, yeah. After today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna need as much as I know she hates Sheila Lee gotta take a seat. She said, Girl, you don't do that. You're gonna get yourself put in jail. That was- and you'll definitely have a seat behind her. Yeah. Her, her and her son. She trying and to her, get both in trouble. Right. Um, and then of course I gotta say, you know, Brooke, you playing loose and friend. You 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 kinda flaky there, girl. I gotta give you the side eye. Mm-hmm. Go upstairs and put Ridge out and go take a seat right in the bed and close, cut the light off. Go take a cold shower first and then come back and lay your butt in the bed and go to sleep. Right. She's got a bedside table drawer just like the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know I'm just egging you on. Girl, you crazy. My thing is, why did she, what was the point of having dinner with him in the first place? Exactly. No. If you are serious about trying to hold out on that pact, then you know damn well planning a dinner with him was not a good idea. I don't care if Liam and Hope was supposed to be there or not. What was the point? Exactly. Because eventually Liam and and Hope was going to go home and then you were around there cleaning up and Red just hanging out. Because that used to be his house. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so I mean, well, he used to live there. It's so like it's putting like, on an old pair of slippers. They're super comfortable. Broken. Yeah. In. <laughs> and I need to give Liam a seat outside of the building because I mean, seriously. And actually, uh, uh, Hope should have gave him a, a seat on that couch and let him sleep on the couch all night if she wasn't gonna leave the leave the little cabin. Yeah. Don't touch me. Go over there and time out. You sleeping on the couch tonight. Here's your pillow and here's your blanket button. Exactly. Yep. All right. We got some seats in this in this chat. Um Liam needs to take uh, oh wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Uh Finn needs to stay home. Victor never take a seat. LaShanta say Liam take a seat. The writers need to take a seat at bowl. Brooke take a seat. Brooke needs to take a seat and Liam. Brad is the point. Yeah, Jenna. Um, somebody responding saying yes to you, Trish. Um, we all know that Sheila won't be gone for long. So what's the point of the storyline? I agree, Ron. Um, let's see. LaShanta say, Hope take a seat letting Liam be a caveman. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what you were talking about, Keish. Yeah. Um, Liam needs to go to his daddy. Ridge don't have a house. Yeah, that's true. And Liam needs a seat and Phyllis needs a seat. Or well, you going to put him and Phyllis together? All right, that's what we have this week. It was a pretty interesting week, I will say, on Bowl. On on the Young and the Restless, they irritated me this week, especially the beginning of the week. I just, like I said, I was struggling. I think mm-hmm. that was hard. So, yeah. Hardcore. Yes, it was. All right, you guys. So stay tuned for the 
spoilers for the week of the 10th through the 14th. I think we kind of talked about some of them. Um, shoot. I think Summer is trying to make it her mission to find the killer, which there is no killer. Um, and then I think Brooke is going to have to answer to some things next week, too. Hold on. Yeah, it, I forgot what it was. Hold on one second. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, like she's going to have to answer to some things that um, when it comes to this dinner. Now, some, but the thing is, Brooke is being asked out on a date the end of next week, though. By Ridge? I don't know. I don't know. Because Hollis is coming back. So oh, I'm yeah. wondering if Hollis is going to take her back. And I'm wondering if she's going to use Hollis to make Ridge jealous. Hollis needs to go and take a seat himself. <laughs> he, he cannot compete. I'm sorry, Hollis. You are a waiter at a restaurant trying to wine and dine a multi-millionaire, possibly billionaire woman. Girl, <laughs> I, it'd be, be more like a... Um, a fun, um, a fun time. Exactly. That's the most he can do for her is just have a little, she can have a little fun with him. Yeah. Whenever she wants to, but ain't nothing serious happening there. Hollis. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> um, let me think. Billionaires oh. after her. Right. Okay. So it says Brooke is faced with a difficult decision. Taylor reacts to Brooke news about Ridge. That's on Tuesday. So I'm wondering if she is going to bring that whole dinner thing up. Probably. I don't know. And then on Friday the 14th, Brooke is flattered when she's asked on a date. And that Hollis guy is supposed to pop back in a couple of episodes in the next week or two. So I'm thinking it probably has something to do with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And next week is still a lot about Phyllis. The funeral is next week or the memorial ceremony. Um, Abby takes Devon up on an offer. Okay, they already moving in. What else is he offering? And Jack vows to protect Diane. So even after all of this, he's still standing ten toes down with Diane. So better than none. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So by> Sheila. <laughs> yep. And then uh, they said Kyle is going to struggle to connect with Summer. So that might be something that, like you said, could break the two of them apart. And then when they find out that Phyllis is actually still alive, all that was, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, you guys, we're going to end it here. So. Have a great week, and um, we will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong, and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, 
Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.